0: Well praise the Lord and good day to you. Welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in the studio out here by Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas and uh, I gotta tell you some good news. We just had the greatest youth camp that I believe that anybody could ever have and this is the reason why. Where God finds his focus being the focus of Christ in him crucified the spirit of god is going to do phenomenal things saving lost souls filling those who were dried with his spirit giving instruction direction calling his people even young people children alike into his calling specific callings ministerially or other things and i'm so thankful Uh, to have been a part of this year's first ever determined youth camp there in Palestine, Texas. And my goodness, the plans are already going forward for next year. And uh, I'm telling you, that's the truth. There's already endeavors to get a date for next year. And the camp grounds was phenomenal. The help by all God's people that were there, it was phenomenal. There were people there from New Jersey, from Mississippi, from Arkansas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Texas, uh, other other states that I can't even think of this morning, Georgia, a big, huge group from Georgia. And uh, I'm telling you, God is drawing his people back to the cross and teaching us his focus, His focus of the cross, and I'm so thankful for all that God did this year there. The young ministers who ministered the Word of God and the children were blessed, and, and my goodness, I just can't hardly wait. I hope the Lord comes today or sometime between now and next year's Determined Youth Camp. but. But if he doesn't, I tell you what, Lord willing, I'm going to be there. And my, I tell you, you just got to get your kids to the place where they can hear the focus of Calvary's cross, not the mention of it every once in a while, but that determination to be focused on nothing else in a spirit-filled environment. And uh, if, if you misdetermine youth camp, well, the good news is in October the 6th through the 9th are in Palestine also, At Christ Community Church, Pastors Clint and Lindsey Bass will be hosting this year's Determined Camp Meeting. And people will come from all over the country to focus, hallelujah, at the place uh, uh, that God is focused on. The Word of God in the context that allows us to continue striving for the faith of the gospel. Hallelujah. So put that on your calendars for this year, just about three months away, October the 6th through the 9th <coughs> there in Palestine, Texas and if you need information concerning anything you can email me at Curtis Hutchinson at att.net or uh, you can get a hold of uh, the basses there in Palestine, Christ Community Church, and uh, it's going to be one more fine time in the Lord Jesus Christ as we gather with the focus of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I'm just, uh, my, my goodness, I, I'm just uh, uh, beside myself this morning. Uh, looking back at all that God did and what's going on now because of all that God said and did. And the best days are yet ahead of those who are recognizing the path that God says shines more unto that perfect day, Proverbs four eighteen, And that is the path of the just. Hallelujah. The path Of the righteous. So glory be to God. Well, welcome to the broadcast today. We're studying 1 Peter and we're in chapter 1. This is part seven on this 22nd day of July here in 2022. So I encourage you, grab your Bibles, your paper, your pencils. Let's get ready to hear from the Lord. We know that He's going to impart the truth into our hearts and attempt to guide us into all truth. You know, the new covenant... The promise of the new covenant is that God would put his words in our hearts and write them in our minds. And he does that through the application, the ink in which God writes his words in our minds is the blood of Jesus. There is no application of God's word at any time without the blood of Jesus Christ being that which makes it applicable. The word of God without the blood of Jesus, it's only words. It cannot do anything for us, maybe destroy us, the word of God can surely, under its uh, form of legalism, can, can strip us of everything, kill us, destroy us, slay us. But when we begin to see the spirit of God's word and the context of Jesus Christ and him crucified, not just because we're saved, but we look through the blood of Jesus at every word spoken of God and we find the clarity and the stability of our own hearts through faith in the sacrifice of Christ seen in God's word from Genesis to Revelation. So again, grab your Bibles today because God is going to attempt to load us with more of his benefits which are all found and guaranteed to be found in Christ Jesus, meaning Through faith in his sacrifice, he will do these great things. Today, 1 Peter chapter 1, let's start in verse uh, 9. So we back up a step or two, scratch our feet, and then take off this morning. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 9 says, Receiving the end of your faith, Even the salvation of your souls And we discussed that on the last broadcast If you missed it please go and catch up quickly uh, Sessions 1 through 6 Before we get too far into this Because it's important that you read this letter And that you glean from this letter From the beginning to the end It is a letter It is a conversation of instruction Encouragement and warning from our God Through the Apostle Peter to us And we need to start in the beginning and walk our way through so we can catch the mind of Christ in this letter and 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 the holy spirit be able to impart god's word in its righteous context and and i thank god for that knowledge today and all those who are hearing The truth of God's word in its righteous context. So he says here, let's read it again. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently for, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Now... Uh, let's go ahead and read verse 11 because this is going to get real rich today. I mean, God is going to pour the riches of His grace and glory into your heart if you'll look through Calvary's cross and be identified by faith today with Christ in His death. You have to listen, we don't receive just because we're saved. Uh, We can read the book of Galatians and see that's far from true. We can read what John wrote to the church of Sardis and see that's far from true. And other warnings in the new covenant. We must continue to uh, lay hold on eternal life, which is faith in the sacrifice of Christ. It comes from nowhere else. It's the object through which we lay hold on. It is not just Christ. It's Christ and Him crucified his death is what makes him who he is to us the Bible says I've never heard this preached I'm sure it's been preached all over I just hadn't heard it but the Lord showed it to me the other day in Revelation chapter 5 verse 12 the Bible says that all the multitude of angels in heaven was singing worthy is the lamb that you got to get this now Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive riches, blessing, glory, honor, praise, all that Christ already was. He had to be slain as the lamb to receive it all. Get this now. He was slain to receive. That entire list of things you'll read there in Revelation 5 and 12 He was slain as the lamb to receive to become the way of distribution, the door of distribution. He had to be slain to distribute all that he already was. And you need to understand that very much so. And this is also of utmost importance that you know that just, and we've already mentioned it, but that just because you're born again does not mean you automatically just tiptoe through the tubes of, uh, tulips of holiness or you just walk in all the blessings because you're saved. No, you are required to fight the good fight of faith to run the race, to, to keep the faith, to put on the new man. And the new covenant writings are full of phrases that all of them speak of our simple childlike faith never moving away from the simplicity of Christ and the avenue through which we were immersed into Christ, that being our faith in his death. If we move away from faith in his death at any time, we're no longer functioning by the grace of God. We fall from grace. Read the book of Revelation, I'm sorry, the book of Galatians in the right context, and you'll see the warnings there that are pretty scary, my friend. And as you look about the church today, you'll see why it's very scary, because most don't know anything about falling from grace. It's not talking about losing your soul there. It's talking about being spiritually dead, where you that's you, an impossibility for Christ to affect you or profit you. The Bible says there in Galatians chapter five verses one through four that Christ will no longer be able to profit me or affect me if I move my faith from the place God calls. It obeying the truth, which is in the cross, his death to anything else, anything else, and it's so simple to do. Let me tell you, I talked to a young man uh, yesterday uh, morning before we left to come home from youth camp, and uh, it was one of the, the 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 staff, not the the youth the youth workers that were there to help with the teens from Georgia who had been in the past a part of AA. Uh, because he had been a drunk, an, an alcoholic. And and the people in AA told him, Jesus can save you initially, but we save your tail. In other words, Jesus saves you from hell, but it's going to take us to save you every day from being a drunk, from going back. And see, see how subtle that is, that, 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 that those people think, that Jesus can save you from hell. He can forgive you of your sins, but it's going to take us to get you out of the, 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 the bondage of alcoholism. My friend, that couldn't be farther from the truth. And, and, and he told me that when COVID came on the scene and they couldn't go to meetings and they couldn't get together anymore, that the biggest percentage of them went right back into drinking. But thanks be to God, this young man, the Lord crossed his path with a cross-eyed preacher. And this has been, I think he told me, nine months ago. And he's still walking in the victory of the cross. He realizes he's no longer a drunk. He's not confessing he's a drunk. Uh, I'm an alcoholic. No, he's not an alcoholic. He, He got delivered. All things become new to him. Hallelujah. We need to know these things because those things are so subtle. There is no help outside of faith in the cross not help from God not not salvation or deliverance from God all salvation comes through the blood of Jesus or it is not God working it and if we think we get delivered even after we're Christians from some bondages through what we're doing that's what Jesus referred to when he said the house is swept clean but then that spirit because it was not the Lord, it was a spirit that, that so-called swept the house clean through some program they thought they got free. See, that the devil does that. He'll make you think you're free through some programs, through some words you speak or something you're doing. But while you're thinking you're free, he's going to get seven more buddies. And Jesus taught when they come back, they're going to rip you up. That's why the bondages we go back into after we've come out of them are a hundredfold. They destroy much more quickly and a much greater destruction. And you need to know these things. But let's read this now. These, these prophets, let's read verse 10, of which salvation, and this is talking about the end of our faith, The salvation of our souls, of which salvation the prophets have inquired of and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, we'll talk about that today, did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ, and the glory that should follow. We're going to talk about that too. Hallelujah. But but let's talk about this verse 10 first. The, The prophets inquired and searched diligently, without end, the grace that should come to you and me. Now let me say this to you, and we're going to look at this In the scriptures this morning, and I pray God show it to you if you've never seen it. And if you have, I pray he make it more absolute and concrete and and cause the clarity of what we're about to hear to be more, more clear than ever before. But the saints of the old covenant, though they lived by grace through faith, it is not the same grace and the same faith that we live by. And I know somebody might be oh, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. It's all the grace of God. Yes, it's all the grace of God. It's all faith in God. It's all faith in the promise. But there was a difference compared to what we have now. We're going to see it in the Word of God, and that's what makes the difference. We're not just here talking today. We want you to see it in the Bible because if you don't, then 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 you're probably going to be in huge trouble but you have to see it in the word you have to you have to hear the Holy Spirit telling you just sitting there listening to me not going to do anything for you unless you can hear him and you need to hear him he's Jesus is our good shepherd he said we know his voice we we hear him he knows us and we follow him let's don't forget these things so, Let's remember that, and, 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 and let's just make some outright statements first. The grace, the old covenant saints lived by through faith, they couldn't even go to heaven. They couldn't go to heaven. Remember Jesus, after he died, he went to paradise. He told the thief on the cross, today you'll be with me in paradise because that is where even Jesus had to go. Not because he was guilty of sin and he had to go suffer over in hell like the false lying teachers teach today. That's not in your Bible, but he went and led captivity, captive unto himself, Ephesians chapter 4, because the power of the cross, the power of his shed blood allowed him to go (laughs) into paradise and bring them out. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the saints of old was resurrected out of the grave and walked into Jerusalem. That's in Matthew chapter 27. Read it and shout the high praises of God. Hallelujah. But they they but they couldn't even go to heaven when they died. They had they could only go to paradise because everything was type and shadow and only temporary until Jesus came, hallelujah. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that the last Adam being the Lord, he came from heaven. Our Savior came from heaven, hallelujah. And we we need to understand that. And and the Bible says, let's get this now, grace, the people of God only are saved by grace through faith and in the old covenant, being by grace through faith in christ well before christ come had come their faith was only in one to come therefore they had to go to paradise because he had not yet come and it was a different grace and a different faith if it had been the grace and the faith we have when they died they'd have went to heaven You get it? But let's look at a scripture in the book of Galatians chapter 3 verse 25 and so we can see this with clarity and understand it is true what you're being told that they lived by grace through faith but it's not the same exact grace through faith that we live according to. And Hebrews chapter 3 verse 25 says, But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. What faith is that faith that came? Here it is, Galatians 2 and 20. It's the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9 tells us that Jesus, by the grace of God tasted death for all men. You see, they lived by grace through faith that Jesus would manifest as the Lamb of God on Calvary's cross. Jesus had to come and taste death as the perfect and sinless sacrifice by the grace of God through faith so that he could go and get them out of that which was only temporary and so that he could save all according to the mercy of God. Hallelujah. Because the cross of Christ is the mercy seat of the new covenant. It's the mercy seat of grace. So you and I live by a grace that is not something we're waiting for. We've been already been saved by grace through faith, and that being not of ourselves, but the gift of God. Jesus tasted death by the grace of God through faith. Remember, he had to do what he did by grace through faith because all things are of him through him, and for Him, unto Him, unto His glory. And remember, He had to be slain to receive all that He truly is, to be able to distribute all that He truly is to all who would believe upon Him. See, He had to be slain to receive everything that God would distribute. Him becoming our deliverer is through Him being slain. Therefore, the object of our faith, even after 60 or 70 years of being born again, can never be moved away from His being slain as the Lamb. My friend, let me tell you again that on this day, If you will live in victory that is not just some vain imagination, but the the victory of Christ that has the fruit of the Spirit of life flowing from you, it will only be because you are again on this day by grace through faith tasting of the death of Jesus Christ. The only true experience of being able to declare With manifestation, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good is when we're partaking of the death of Jesus. This is what the church does not know. This is what many have preached and and we've seen how the word of God is, is always tied to Calvary's cross but, but I, for some reason many ministers think that everybody got it now over the last 25 years. Can I say to you that the last 25 years has only been the, the saints who have to this point gotten up from their table of religion recognizing the nail scarred hand knocking on the door and opening that door Jesus comes in and we begin to sup with him <clears throat> we begin to live our lives through faith in the death of Jesus 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 you need to write this down verse 11 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 verse 11 the Bible says that we're turned over to death continually Why? So that we might manifest the life of Jesus Christ. This is what... You can preach this for 25 years and then opt out of it. Think I've got it? I okay, I've got it. We're watching folk do it now. I've got it. We we have got it. We know, and 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 we can just go now to every once in a while mentioning the cross, or we can we can start dabbling back in those things God brought us out of, and let me remind you, my friend, if you go back into what God's already brought you out of out of. Go, it's going to be one more time of corruption and destruction and I know the mercies of God will be waiting on them when they get back but if they come back because when we know what we know that we have what we have in Christ and Him crucified and we begin to go back into those places for all these false reasons that we're going back. Listen the only way God sends us back into any place that we came out of is to carry the sword of the truth the power of the message of the cross if that's not what we're taking back then we're going back into things only through the carnal lust of our own flesh uh, self is so deceitful it, self will be so deceptive and make you think that you're truly going back uh, giving people a chance you're going back uh, trying to carry the message of the cross in there but, but, but it's not being heard self will lie to you and deceitfully deceive you self will make me think I'm honoring men when I'm only truly in a hidden corrupt manner Trying to receive honor from them—that's huge, and it's happening right now. Listen, 25 years preaching the message of the cross, and we think that's it? That's all. we do. We uh, come on now—it needs to consume every minister in our. In our on our boards, it needs to consume every minister on staff. It needs to nobody needs to be up before the people that's not preaching and teaching God's word with the power of the cross. Hallelujah. The focus of the cross. And when they are, when it happens, it's a test. Remember this, my good friends. If I start dabbling back in and walking away from the narrowness of this way of the cross, this, this confidence in the cross, this place of being determined to know nothing other, and this place of boasting in nothing other, if I start dab moving away from that, you need to understand. It's because there are other spirits at work. And I'm beginning to think that it's really not getting the financial job done. The cross is really not getting the financial job done. It's not getting the the, the, the numbers in the pews field. It's all that's not up to us. What's up to us is simply to boast in nothing other, to be determined to know nothing other than the cross of Christ. And God is raising up a remnant who are not being moved. And hear me again, it's a test for you and everyone, when ministers preach this, and then they begin to move away, that the test is: Will you follow man, or will you follow the message of the cross? Because those are two different avenues. They can be, they can be two different avenues. Are you following music? Are you following the name of a man? Or are you following the truth? Because whatever you're following. That's what you're preaching and teaching and sharing, and it's also what you're being conformed or transformed into. You need to remember that. Okay, so Galatians 3.25 says, But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. So those who were under the schoolmaster of law, the Bible says, in the Old Covenant, that faith hadn't yet come. And the prophets of old were searching which salvation they were, they were inquiring of God continually about the salvation that would come. And they inquired and searched diligently and they prophesied of the grace that should come unto us. So They prophesy. And here again, we see the confirmation of the scriptures in Psalms chapter 40, verse 7, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7, that the volume of the book is concerning Christ. (laughs) It's concerning Christ. Are we preaching Christ and Him crucified? If we're not, we're not preaching really the volume of the book. We're not preaching the completeness of what's written, God's redemption plan. Hallelujah. And and we need to understand that uh, Jesus said in John, I believe it's 5 and 39, that he told the, the religious people of his day, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me, Jesus said. The scriptures are about Jesus because he is the living word of God. Not one jot and one tittle cannot be used to point to Christ, all of it, all of it. From Genesis, Jesus is our beginning to revelation. He is our ending, the beginning and the ending, the author and the finisher of our faith. It's all about him. This is a scripture you need to write down and let the Lord begin to minister it to you because he wants to. uh, Romans chapter 11, verse 36, all things are of him. From him, or through him, and for him, unto his glory. All things must pass through Christ and be by Christ to make it into our hearts. And that's referring to what he did at Calvary. Not just a man, but a man that became the Lamb of God to be slain to receive everything we're looking for. Make sure you've written down Revelation 5 and 12. That will bless you. Watch now. These prophets who were searching diligently, seeking diligently of the grace of God that should come unto us, they were searching what or what manner of time. Listen, get this now. The Spirit of Christ which was in them... Did signify. Now let's talk about that for a few minutes this morning because the Spirit of Christ would come to these prophets and be in these prophets to prophesy of the grace, the salvation that would come, and the glory that would follow. The suffering that would take place. That's what it says. That—that—that. That, 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 let's read it again, verse 11. Let's get the gold out of this scripture today. Searching what or what manner of time. It wasn't in their time. But it was a time coming, hallelujah. Just like for you and me, the Lord is about to step out of glory once again and come and get his bride. I'm hoping and believing it's going to be today, hallelujah searching what or what manner of time, the Spirit of Christ, which was in them. Get that now. The Spirit of Christ was in the Old Testament. And he would show up, the Spirit of Christ would show up and be in them, and he had to be. Because if he wasn't, if it wasn't the Spirit of Christ in them, prophesying of that which would come, the grace that which would come, then the scriptures are absolutely nothing, which confirms again Romans eleven thirty six. All things are of Him. That means all prophetic utterances are of Him, through Him, by Him, unto His glory. The Lord, the Holy Spirit will always, if you'll let Him, bring you back to Romans eleven thirty six. What's going on? If it's of God, it's of Christ. It's through Christ. That means His cross. It's by Him. That means what He did at cross at the cross. So now He could be doing what He's doing now. Hallelujah. So we got to read it again. Maybe every time we'll read it, it'll be another scoop of of what we need into our hearts. Searching water. What manner of time? Because it wasn't then. They were prophesying of a time to come, a grace that was coming searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify, that word signify means sign, S-I-G-N, the first four letters of that word, showing them signs, giving them signs, which was what? The prophetic utterance of a grace that was coming, a Savior that was coming, a faith that was coming. When it testified beforehand under the Old Covenant by the prophets, The sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. You see, Christ had to suffer to be glorified. Let's go to Revelation chapter 5 verse 12. I've mentioned it. Let's go look at it. I just feel led of the Lord this morning to go look at that and read it in its Perfect writing here, Revelation 5 and 12. Now these are the the millions of angels singing in heaven. Watch. And by the way, Revelation chapter 5 is a prophetic utterance given by Christ to the Apostle John to write of you and me and all of the saints of God in heaven. So what we're reading, we're going to hear this, In manifestation before our very eyes, coming very soon. Watch. This is what all these millions of angels were saying that you and I can read today and believe in our hearts by faith, but we're going to hear it and see it with our own eyes and ears coming very soon. Verse 12 saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive. You got to get that. You got to highlight that. You got to hear the Lord today. There is no no avenue of any blessings other than the lamb being slain to receive power, riches, (laughs) wisdom, strength, honor, glory, blessing, everything that God has for his people. Jesus had to be slain as the lamb to receive To become the distributor, the biblical word is the mediator of the blessings and all the fruit of the cross. He wants to fill your heart with and your life with. But it requires not just your entrance into the kingdom. Not just your entrance as a born again Christian. Remember the church in Sardis. Remember the Galatians. Remember the early church. Remember the uh, what's written in the Word about you can fall from grace. You can walk. You can be in church with your hands lifted and your tears flowing and your your mouth singing the high praises of God, but your faith be in AA. Your faith be in celebrate recovery. Your faith be in the words you speak anything other than the cross, the death of Jesus Christ is a wrong object. It calls us to fall from grace and Christ cannot affect us or profit us at any moment that we're trusting in anything other than his death. You've got to know that because only through faith in his death, again, not just a moment of entrance, We've got the scriptures written that tell us just because you're saved doesn't mean you're going to be living saved. Who do you think all the warnings are for in the new covenant? If they're not for lost people, they don't have a clue. The Bible says only the spiritual can discern spiritual things. And just because we got saved doesn't mean we're living saved. If anybody knows that, I do. Paul knew it. He, that's how he received the revelation of the cross and how to live saved. Hallelujah. Just because we're in the faith, and if we're Christians, we are, the Bible says. We might be weak in the faith because we're trusting in false things. Christ can't profit us there. He can't affect us. Just because we're in the faith doesn't mean we're walking in the faith. Just because we're in the Spirit And the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 9, if Christ dwells in us, we're in the Spirit, doesn't mean we're walking in the Spirit. Galatians says if you live in the Spirit, my friend, then walk in the Spirit. I wish I could get into that, but this is not the time for it. But just because we're Christians doesn't mean we're partaking of the things of God as Christians. And we can't if we don't know how. Most of Christianity doesn't know about daily participation by faith in the death of Jesus. You have to be touching the death of Jesus through faith to be receiving the things he died for you to have. Let's read it again, Revelation 5 and 12. Saying with a loud voice, these are all the millions of angels declaring this in heaven. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive. Jesus already had all power. He said it. Jesus said it. he is the riches of heaven. He is the wisdom of God. Bible declares him to be. He was that before the cross. Just, just as he told Martha, he was the resurrection before he ever died. Jesus was already these things. He already held all these things, but he had to suffer in death to receive them in a mediating manner now, to be able to distribute them to all who taste of that death. And the more we taste of that death daily, again, 2 Corinthians (laughs) 4.11, and other scriptures, we can really get into that, all who daily participate in that faith that came, that grace That he brought. The Bible says Moses brought the law, but Jesus came with grace and truth. Hallelujah. I hope you've written that down. I hope you've highlighted Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. That will mean so much to you if you can receive that from the Holy Spirit. If you will steal yourself and let Him show you this. That your faith has to be in nothing but the death, the blood of Jesus. Not, not you declaring it with your lips, my friend. Now, with the church, it's good to plead the blood, but only if the heart is subject to the death of Christ. Nobody ever got born again that didn't believe with the heart unto righteousness. So it's not the declaration that saves us. It's the believing with the heart unto righteousness. Then the mouth confesses. The mouth can can confess anything. That doesn't mean the heart is believing unto righteousness. Take those ministers, for instance, that think Jesus became a sinner and took on the sin nature of Satan on the cross and, and, and he was defeated, the biggest defeat of ever. Preachers are preaching that. Big name preachers. Get that now. Well, if you believe that, you don't have anything there, according to the scriptures, to believe with your heart unto righteousness too. So you're not even saved. Get that. Because the work of righteousness is what Jesus did on Calvary's cross. How do I know that? Get, get your pencil ready. Colossians chapter 1, verse 20 tells us that he made our peace by the blood of his cross. But Isaiah 32 verse 17 says the work of righteousness is peace. So the work of righteousness is equated to the shedding of his blood. And it has to be. Why? Because Jesus is our righteousness and the only avenue of mediating that, imputing that, imparting that to you, making you righteous He had to be slain as the sinless lamb. And you had to believe unto that work alone. Nothing else you do but that alone. And he declared you righteous in him. Hallelujah. That's why if we keep our faith there, we have light to walk in. If we move our faith from there and declare whatever we declare, If our faith is not in the cross, we can even be declaring the word of God. It ain't going to work for you, honey. It's not going to be a light for you, honey. Why? Because the work of Christ in his death is our righteousness offered from God to us. In Psalms 37 verse 6, the Bible says God has made our righteousness as the light. You need to understand these things, my friend. If you care anything about the reality of the experience of your Savior daily in a way of victory and triumph and bearing fruits and laying up rewards in heaven, then you're going to have to start learning the truth of the Scriptures and not just hearing me and get up and quote this and quote that. You're going to have to be being pointed to the cross of Christ because there God saw The only thing which he is going to make his people conformable to. Do you understand that? God's not got anything else picked out to make you look like except what his son looked like when he was laying down his life for you on the cross he bare for you. That humble and that obedient son of God that laid his life down suffered for us trusting all that he was and all that he was doing to the one who judges Righteous judgment. Do you understand what you're hearing today? Do you understand how valuable this is to you? Let's go back to where we were here in 1 Peter chapter 1. These prophets, they searched what or what manner of time? The Spirit of Christ, which was in them, and let me say it again, He had to be in them. Because the only way God can function is through Christ. Get this. Now, let's try to understand a little better Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. In time past, that means the old covenant, under all the things before Christ, God spoke to our fathers through the prophets. In various ways and diverse manners, God spoke to our fathers, talking about the fathers of Israel, through the prophets. But even then, it was because the Spirit of Christ would enter into them to be able to prophesy. It had to be. Why? Because all things are of Him. He had to be the one that showed up in the Garden of Eden to speak the promise to them, to show them the avenue of promise for them. Our God didn't just give a verbal promise to Adam and Eve and pronounce a, a judgment upon the devil. He didn't just do it verbally. He showed them then how that promise would come to pass through a slain, perfect sacrifice who had not committed any sin and the shedding of that blood for their sins. And they would be, by God, clothed the man and the woman, Adam and Eve, with the skins of those animals which were all only temporary until... That faith would come one day. The faith of the Lord Jesus Christ who would love us and give himself for us. And as the lamb being slain, receiving all things that God wants for us. And that was all temporary. But it was always, always, always the spirit of Christ speaking. In the old covenant... The prophets spoke by the Spirit of Christ concerning the coming time of of suffering and glory that would follow. In times past, God spoke to our fathers, the fathers over Israel, in diverse ways and various manners by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son. Not through prophets by the Spirit of His Son, but by His Son there in the flesh on this earth in the person of His Son. God became a man. God the Son walked this earth. Hallelujah. And he brought a grace that cannot fail. He brought a faith that is perfect and cannot fail. If we'll trust in what he did in death by grace, we'll walk by a faith that cannot fail. In spite of what goes on around us, we'll find ourselves standing in grace that liberated us and holds us the course all the way to the finish line. By grace, the grace he tasted death by, Through faith, the faith that he loved us with and gave himself for us. Hallelujah. And it was by faith that he did all that he did because he received a commandment of his heavenly Father. As the Son of God that walked this earth, the Son of Man, he had to be completely obedient, obeying that commandment that he was sent to this earth to obey. John 10, 18 says that no man can take my life. Jesus said, I have the power both to lay it down and to take it up again because I have this commandment of my Father. Hallelujah. Jesus had a commandment and he found the power of God in obedience to that commandment. Obedience to every word he heard his Father speaking. Obedience to every work and to carry out every work he saw his Father doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah do you know that Jesus was completely selfless we're completely selfish you and I are completely selfish and had to be saved from the guilt and the shame of being selfish and now we turn and our trust is in Christ but only through what he did in the selfless act of humility and obedience unto death hallelujah glory be to god You and I still struggle with self. And Jesus taught the only answer daily. He taught the only answer and he used the word daily. For self is the cross. If any man come after me, he must deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. Self my friends is a hideous three-headed monster me myself and I. it is so deceitful and so deceptive preachers today for the most part meaning the majority and really almost all feel the same way that AA person that told that guy who was in AA for the most part that's that's Preachers today, that if they're Christian preachers, they'll tell you you got saved by the blood or you didn't get saved. But then we step out in different avenues and try to look for the power of God to live saved. And some call it Pentecost, some call it uh, these 12 steps, some call it this. If it's not the cross of Christ as the object of our faith, meaning our partaking of that death again today, my friend... We've fallen from grace. The prophets only spoke of the grace that would come, that would be found in the suffering, through the suffering of Christ. Watch now. Hallelujah. Watch this now. Verse 11. These prophets searching water, what manner of time? The Spirit of Christ, which was in them... Did signify. They looking for his coming. They are looking diligently for his coming. This promise of this redeemer. What time is he coming? When is he coming? And you know. The spirit of Christ in them. Testified of his coming. He told them to tell us. It's all in the scriptures written. When he would come. Where he would be born, where he would be moved from this town to that town, when he would lay his life down, when he would be raised up again. The, the Spirit of Christ in them testified of all of this don't you think we need to be digging in the word of God like it is treasure hidden there God sees his words as treasure because they're about his son and his son is our exceedingly great treasure offered by our heavenly father and he sent his spirit now that we believed upon the death of Jesus to show us these things to show us the depths of this one who is our treasure hallelujah glory be to God but it's says here when it testified this is the spirit of Christ when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ, the cross of Christ, oh let me say it again the spirit of Christ moved upon them, was in them to show them the sufferings of Christ, to point to Calvary, to point to the cross beforehand and the glory that should follow. You see, let me, as I get ready to close this broadcast, let me share this with you, that the glory of God is only seen as we behold the Lamb slain. Get this. Not just because in some time past we beheld the Lamb slain and were born again. Not just because in some time past we got a hold of the message of the cross, the power of the gospel, and we held it dear, and we had the fire of God to teach it and preach it, man. But there's been some kind of mixture that's crept in and put my fire out, and you're watching me and you're hearing me right now, and you know it's true. The only avenue of recovery for that foul, for that fire, the only avenue. For recovery to that place is coming back to it. The way of the cross, the way of the cross, the way of the cross. Not the honoring of this and the honoring of that. The way of the cross is the only place God is honored. If we're going to honor God, it's got to be by Christ in us. That spirit of Christ in us the glory that follows the suffering of Christ is the glory that we're being changed into the image of that glory 2 Corinthians 3:18 if you don't understand that Jesus in his death is what God is conforming us into the image of then you're going to be holding you're going to be found beholding that and that and declaring that's the glory and what you're being changed into But my friend, the Bible says we're being made conformable unto the image of God's Son, Romans 8, 29, through being made conformable unto his death, not his resurrection. You've received resurrection power, my Christian friends, for the most part to be being made conformable unto the very thing that gives you daily resurrection power that being the cross of Christ. And God has been so good to us that 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 tells us that we can behold that glory as in a mirror. We can behold that glory that God is working in to transform us into that image And we can watch this in a mirror. God has allowed us, as long as we're beholding the Lamb of God, trusting and boasting and depending on nothing else except His death for us and our death with Him daily, we can watch as in a mirror what God is doing in us, changing us, and and, and growing us as His trees of righteousness those that carry his name. Get that. Now, God has been so good to us as he brings us back to Calvary in these closing moments of this age that we're living in. He is crying out and reaching for his church to come back to Calvary's cross. For there alone can we behold the suffering that allows us to be changed into that glorious image that God saw, that image that God saw On the cross. I'm not talking about a bloody, gory mess. I'm talking about that image of a perfect sacrifice, a perfect man. The perfect man, our Lord Jesus Christ, in humility and obedience, trusting completely in the one who judges righteously, his Father. I hope you've been blessed today. And I know that you have if you are a person who is after truth. If you're not just following a man, a ministry, a music, and this or that. If you're following after the spirit of truth, allowing him to guide you into all truth, you have been superbly blessed today just as I have. All things are of Christ, through Christ, for Christ, and unto his glory. And if we're going to have eyes to see daily, it'll be because we're still looking at that same image we looked at initially. That what God saw us beholding and depending on, trusting in, and he gave us eyes to see. As Jesus told Nicodemus, you can't. Enter the kingdom, you can't even see it, Nicodemus, until you're born again. The born again experience is where our life flows from every day of our life if we experience the life of Christ. Again, I pray you've been blessed. Help us share these broadcasts on social media in every avenue you have access to. Pray for us as we pray for you as God has, He's got a lot of people, His people, who are struggling today. They're struggling today. They've heard this. They know it's right, but they're being pulled by all these directions. Pray for them. We pray that God would stir your heart and see what He's showing you, and you will find that those that fear Him he's showing them his covenant. God bless you. I pray you have a great weekend. I pray you check our website out, thecrosswaychurch.com. Click on the store icon and look at all of our commentaries we've written there. They're on hand for you. Order yours. Get them. We'll ship them out uh, very quickly to you. And, uh, We just praise God for what he's doing in these last few moments. If you want to give, if God stirs your heart to support the preaching of the cross through this ministry, you can do that on that same website, thecrosswaychurch.com, or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. We love you. Until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.